Hey, I'm super excited to be here tonight. Um, whew, I love you guys. A lot of you I taught at back at Bible Club back in the day, which means I'm old. And some of you are new faces I don't know, but my absolute favorite thing is to teach kids and youth about Jesus. Because it just feels like this fire burning inside of me. And the reality is, you're not here tonight by mistake, and I'm not here tonight by mistake. We're not just here because we're the result of some sort of super cosmic collision, and there's nothing else to do, so I'm going to go to the house of faith and sit in a chair and take up space. That's maybe why you came or what you think or how you feel, but the reality is, the God of the universe, the one true God, he's trying to speak to you tonight. And he wants to speak to me. And I'm excited about uh, what he's going to do tonight. You guys have been talking about what is love. What is love? As a kid, as a kid, I, I don't know what to do with this thing. Really. As a kid, I had something that I loved. His name was Charlie. Here's what you need to understand about Charlie. Charlie, my stuffed monkey, was my brother Peter's before it was mine. And uh, I'm 34, and I've had Charlie since I was 8, so 34 minus 8 means 26. Charlie is at least, if he were real, 26 years old. Now here's what you need to understand about Charlie. As a kid, I believed that Charlie was real. And you can uh, see through his neck. I'll never forget the time that my sister hid him from me. I went to the store with my mom to get eggs because we were going to make brownies. And we came home, and she was doing karaoke, karaoke in her room. She didn't hear us. We preheated the oven. My mom's like, Tara, it's all burnt. So Tara goes. And she opened the oven and panicked because Charlie was in the oven. Oh. Yeah. I'll never forget the time that I dropped Charlie on the kitchen floor, running through the house, and it busted his eye. Oh. I'll never forget. I'll never forget the time that Charlie's nose got ripped off. <laughs> I'll never forget the time that Charlie used to have a tail. And I would take him by the tail and swing him around and around until his tail was no more. I'll never forget the time that my brothers took Charlie and they put him on top. I had four brothers growing up. They put him on the ceiling fan and turned it on high speed as I stood there and cried. I loved Charlie. I love Charlie so much that every Sunday Charlie went to church with me. And I'm, yeah, I'm not really talking about when I was five. I'm like 10 years old, taking Charlie to church. I love Charlie so much that I took him to the grocery store with me. I slept with him. He got baths in the washing machine. I even shopped for clothes for Charlie at garage sales. I loved Charlie. Fast forward 10 years, I'm in high school, I'm in Haiti, I'm on a mission trip with my twin sister, and I'm out of cash. We're souvenir shopping. There is nothing worse, ladies, you'll recognize this, there is nothing worse than going shopping when you don't have it down to your name. Is that true? Yes! Yeah. That's true. So we're in Haiti, and we're souvenir shopping, and I've blown all my money, and I see it. I see it from afar, and it's the only one like it. Black wooden statue. The hair is made of nails. He kind of reminded me of Sid off Toy Story. So instantly in my mind, I made him Sid. And I was like, hey, sis, I really like that statue over there. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, no, no, sis, I really like that statue. Can you get it for me? She said, I've got 20 bucks. I said, okay. Well, you speak the language. Go talk to them. See what they want. We asked for the price. You know what they said? $250. I said, $250? How about $20, bro? <laughs> and I got Sid for $20. I've been back to Haiti over 10 times. I've never seen another statue like this. I love this statue. It means something to me. To me, it's artistic. It's creative. It's creative how they use the nails to make hair, how they carve the wood. They carve it by hand. They don't make this in a factory. Old grown men sit on the streets under the beating rays of the sun, and they carve the wood, and they paint it, and they polish it. And one by one, they hammer it the nails into its head. I love my statue. Fast forward 10 years. I live in St. Angelo. It's Christmas. And I get a gift. A gift I wasn't expecting. It's a little box. It's from a friend. And she wrote a note and said, Hey Tara, I just wanted you to know I was thinking about you and I love you, but Jesus loves you so much more. And I opened that box. I'll never forget what it was. It was the nicest thing anyone has ever given me. And it's this ring. This silver ring that's inscribed. It's engraved with Hebrew. What it says is warrior of righteousness. I love this ring. Because it reminds me who God calls me to be. Who he created me to be. That I am a warrior in his kingdom. And I am in right standing with the Father. Because of what Jesus paid the price on the cross for. I lost this ring in Haiti one time. It was in the ocean with some orphans. We were swimming. The ocean was murky, cloudy, and the ring just slipped off my finger. My pant. A little giant, he dove in and he found it. I love my ring. I love my ring. What is love? All the time I hear people say, I love Chick fil A, I love Drake, I love SpongeBob, fill in a blank. Whatever. But the reality is, is, no, you don't. We're confused on what the meaning of love is. According to Webster.com, it says this. Love is a feeling of strong or constant affection for a person or a thing. Fill in the blank. I have a constant affection for Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Silly, right? Silly. But we say that all the time. We say... I love my best friend, or I love this, or I love Charlie, or I love my ring. And we're real quick to throw the term around loosely. Say, I love this, I love that. But the funny thing is, we're real quick to hold that back when it comes to the things of the Lord. Jesus. Oh, you all right? You cool? I don't love Jesus. I don't love God. We're real quick to throw it around. I love Sonic. I love this movie. I love this celebrity. I love this TV show. See, we've confused the real meaning and true definition of love. We've settled for imitation. Imitation means what's fake, not real. It poses as something that it's not. Can I give you an example? I'm an adult now, which means I'm broke. I'm at the grocery store, I'm in the freezer section, I see buffalo chicken wings, like wings or nuggets, something. And it was a lot of money, it was eight bucks for that bag, and eight bucks is a lot of money to me. And I, I sat there, busted there actually, 
But I'm so glad AGB put a bench in the freezer section. I'm just saying, I sometimes sit there. And I'm looking and I'm like, buffalo chicken, not protein, not. So I took the plunge. One day I go home and I'm starving. And I pop those bad boys in the oven. I set the timer. The house is filling with the aroma. And I'll never forget the first bite into that. Lord have mercy. Nasty piece of something. It was like a bony sponge. It's not meat. It's not chicken. It's imitation. I couldn't even chew it. I instantly... <laughs> and it ruined it. You know what I did with those imitation chicken things? You know, I went to the trash can. Nasty. Imitation. We've settled for imitation. And here's the reality. When you settle for imitation, anything that's not real, especially when it comes to love, you're always left hungry, thirsty, and unsatisfied. And you have all these demands and expectations that can't be met. Even vanilla that you put in cookies, it's imitation vanilla. That's whack, man. Can we just get some real vanilla? Imitation Coca-Cola, Sam's Choice Cola, right? Or Dr. B at H-E-B. I'm sorry, H-E-B, if you listen, I don't know you're not, but whatever. Dr. B, it's not the real thing. Can we just get some Dr. Pepper? Imitation. Imitation. We've settled for imitation. We've settled for not what's not real. We've settled for something that poses as the real thing. And I see young people do this all the time. Love. All the time. Every time we settle for imitation, we're left hungry, thirsty, unsatisfied. No man will ever take the place of Christ in his love for you, ladies. Did you hear that? No man will ever take the place of Jesus Christ in his love for you. Men in the house, no chick will ever replace Jesus Christ in his love for you. Never. Imitation. The third reason we miss it is because we're obsessed with ourselves. This is shocking to me. Over 1 million selfies are taken a day. Every week, over 17 million selfies are uploaded to social media. Nobody even knows how to look normal anymore, right? You can't take a normal picture. You like duck lips, stick your tongue out, stick your, I don't even know. I don't even follow. You can't even take a normal picture because everyone's trying to do what everyone else is doing. And we're obsessed with ourselves. We're obsessed with ourselves. It's all about us. Pay attention to me. Look at me. Look at what I'm doing. I love me. But the funny thing is, thousands of years before this even happened, Jesus called it out. Jesus said it was going to happen in 2 Timothy. Chapter 3, verses 1 through 7 says this. But understand this. That in the last days there will come times of difficulty. Did you hear that? Why are you tripping on your bad day? Jesus said it was going to happen. Understand this, there will come times of difficulty where people will be lovers of self. It's page 78, 783 in my Bible. It's what the word says. They will become lovers of self. Lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, 
brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Ouch. Having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people, for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. I think that would describe school sometimes for us, right? Always learning but never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. You guys come to House of Faith all the time. All kinds of cats come up here and teach you and they give you the word of God and they pray for you. And these guys go to school lunches and they tell you the truth and they point you in the right direction. But some of you still haven't gotten it. Always learning, but having not arrived at a knowledge of the truth. Lovers of self, selfie, lovers of things. So what then is love, really? What then is love? Is it possible to recapture what love really is? I think so. Philippians 2, 5 through 8 says this. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. It's funny, there's a song that came out years ago by Bruno Mars. You know it, you can sing it, I'll save you, and not sing it for you. But the lyrics go like this. Easy come, easy go, that's just how you live. Oh, take, take, take it all, but you never give. Should have known you was trouble from the first kiss. Had your eyes wide open, why were they open? Gave you all I had and you tossed it in the trash. You tossed it in the trash, you did. To give me all your love is all I ever asked, because what you don't understand is I'd catch a grenade for you. Yeah, yeah. Throw my head on a blade for you. Come on, don't be bashful. Yeah, yeah. I jump in front of a train for you. You know I do anything for you. Then here's the last part. Oh, oh, I would go through all this pain, take a bullet straight through my brain. Yes, I would die for you, baby. But you won't do the same. You know what the funny thing is about this song? Here's a funny thing. Jesus has already been taking grenades for thousands of years for a lot of people. It's the gospel. It's Jesus. He said, I would lay down my life for you. I've never done a thing wrong. But I'll take the punishment because that is love. Also, homeboy Bruno Mars, Mars comes out with this song. And I'm like, oh my gosh, heart blower. Listen, that song was written thousands of years ago on the cross. Did you catch it? Listen to this. Listen to this. Gave you all I had and you tossed it in the trash. Can't tell you how many times I've done that to Christ. 
Can't tell you how many times I've dismissed him or his word because it was uncomfortable. It was uncool. It was too hard. It didn't feel good. I had a bad day, and I don't want to love those who are mean to me. No, thank you, God. Can we have fast forward to the blessing? Gave you all I had, and you tossed it in the trash. To give me all your love is all I ever ask, because what you don't understand as I would do all of this and so much more for you. We've missed it. We've missed it. We've missed it because we've been so consumed and obsessed with our things and ourselves. Self, self, self. Let me take a selfie. Look at me. Look at my accomplishments. Look at my pretty things. I've got 10 pairs of Jordans. Look at my high score on this game. Look at how many friends I've got on Facebook. Look at how many likes or followers I have on Instagram. There's actually apps designed to get you more followers on your social media. And that's whack. That's not love. It's imitation. It's fake. It will never satisfy. You can have a million followers on Instagram and still feel empty on the inside because the truth is this. No one and nothing can ever replace Jesus Christ and his love for you. How much does he love you? I'll tell you. The Son of God never did the wrong thing. He never told a bad word. He never lied. He never cheated on his homework. He never dishonored his parents. He never disrespected another adult. He forgave others. And he went to the cross. It was a festival. It was the time of the year. And... and the, the rulers would say, people, who do you want me to release to you? Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, or Barabbas? You know what the people chanted? Give us Barabbas. They willingly betrayed Jesus to the face and said, give us the criminal. And Jesus is saying, I gave you everything I had, and you tossed it in the trash. Yeah, you tossed it in the trash. But he didn't stop there as a perfect son of God. He could have canceled the plan. He could have gone to plan B. But he did it because of his love for you. They made fun of him. They beat him. It was a cat of nine tails. It was a leather ball. It had these metal spikes sticking out of it. And they had his hands bowed, tied, tied up. And he was bent over a stone. And the soldiers, they made fun of him. They mocked him. And they took the whip. And they beat him. And it ripped flesh off of his back. You can't put that in a valentine. You can't tell me that compares to a box of chocolates. You can't tell me that anybody in your life has ever done that outside of Christ. They ripped the flesh off of his back. They pulled the hair out of his face. They put a crown of thorns on his head. And they pressed it down. And he bled. And he bled. And he bled. And they made him walk this road and carry a cross. A cross made of wood that had splinters. And the weight of the cross dug into his shoulder. And they mocked him. The same people that Jesus helped. The same people that Jesus fed. The same people that Jesus healed. The same people that Jesus forgave. The same people fill in the blank. I imagine Jesus was saying his head at that point. Gave you everything I had and you tossed it in the trash. Yeah, you tossed it in the trash. And he walked 
they yell. And they spat on him. They made fun of him. They beat him. It says this. That they literally beat Jesus Christ up so bad he was unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. They beat him up. Doctors have actually looked at the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. You know what they said? They said that Jesus literally died of a broken heart. He literally died of a physically broken heart. I'm going to show you guys a video clip, then we'll finish up. trying to get yourself better because you can't you are no match for your sin I am no match for my sin but Jesus comes and he says I've got it Tara I've got this are you tired of trying to prove yourself are you tired of carrying around the buts and ifs of your life 
Because the reality is this. When I see those eyes, it doesn't matter that my daddy's never told me I'm beautiful. When I look into those eyes, it doesn't matter that I'm not with someone. It doesn't matter about my past relationships or my past failures. He says, Tara, I love you. I love you. And the crazy thing is it's so much better than a box of chocolates. Man, I love chocolate. I miss chocolate. I haven't eaten sugar in like 47 days. And I just wanted some chocolate. But all of that is so much better. It's so much sweeter. It's so much greater. That's the real deal. And I show you that and I tell you this because it's not too late for you. I don't know your story. But I know that there's a God who writes the story for you and it says, in the beginning, I created this individual. In the beginning, I created Tara because I wanted to hang out with Tara because I love her. And then Tara made some bad choices. So instead of giving up on Tara, I sent my son Jesus to cover that for her. And I know that sometimes Tara feels unlovable. And she feels forgotten, but I love her. Are you scared? Some of you are scared because you don't want to get made fun of. You don't want to be singled out. You don't want to give up your bad habits. I used to get high all the time. I loved it. I used to drink all the time. And you know what the crazy thing is? Ever since I've given it up and trusted Jesus, I've never been more happier in my life. I've never been more free. I'm satisfied. You know like when you're really hungry and you want a homemade meal and your mom's not cooking, there's no food in the house. So you roll through Taco Bell, right? You're like, let me get number seven, let me get number 11, let me get 10 cheese rolls on the side because I'm hungry. And then you eat it and you pay money and what's, what happens afterwards? You're still unsatisfied because you want that real food. Guys and girls, you want the real love. I know you do and some of you are searching for it in all the wrong places. You're afraid to give up the things that you love. You're afraid that you're going to be singled out and made fun of. Well, let me tell you something. It's probably going to happen. Because it happens for billions of Christians all over the world. ISIS in the Middle East, they literally line people up on their knees. I saw the video. And they said, do you believe in Jesus? And if they said yes, slip to the throne just like that and you're gone. You're going to get made fun of. It's going to be hard. You're going to feel alone sometimes. But I promise you this. This is real love. You can't buy that. You can't find that in a guy or a girl. You can't get that on Valentine's Day. That's not a clearance special. You can't earn it. It's a gift. Because Jesus says, we're here. I want you. I love you. Jesus says this. I love you. I died for you. Look into those eyes while I tell you this. I forgive you. I am all that you need. I am more than enough. 
I will never walk out on you. I will never forget about you. I will never break up with you. I will never break your heart. I satisfy. I always satisfy. You know why people in the world are persecuted for their faith? Christians in North Korea, if they get caught, they go another day without this. I don't know about you, but you can keep your fake love. Your carnal things that will one day be gone. Your imitation self, because the truth is my self runs out. My good deeds run out. My good qualities run out. I am not enough. I'm just a human. I am not God, and I never will be. I want the real deal, the real love. I'm desperate for the real because the imitation isn't good enough. So here's how we're going to end this. You can spend the rest of your life looking in all the wrong places for real love. You will never find it outside of Jesus Christ. You can spend the rest of your life trying to prove yourself to all the ones around you, and you will never prove yourself. You can spend the rest of your life believing a lie that says, well, maybe that's true for Tara, but it's not true for me. You can spend the rest of your life showing up to House of Faith, hearing about God and learning all the time, learning, 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 but never coming to a knowledge of the truth that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, loves you just as you are. Are you kidding me? Someone pinch me, wake me up. Could it be true? Yeah, it's true. It's true. I believe that God tonight wants to make an exchange. We've got the cross up here. And I believe that God wants to trade you. Trade you. Because the reality is this. We all have something. Maybe it's a relationship that you know you shouldn't be in. Maybe it's just yourself. Maybe it's your heart. I think that God tonight wants to make an exchange with you. He's saying, if you'll give me what you have, I'll give you all that I am, and your arms can't contain it. I tasted the real deal, and I will never, ever, ever go back to the old town. Oh, what love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. And that is what we are. We are His children. And by the spirit of adoption, we cry out, Abba, Father. God wants to make an exchange tonight. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pass out some papers. If you want paper, just raise your hand quietly. We've got helpers are going to pass it out. And on this paper, you're going to write down whatever it is you're exchanging. Your heart, your relationship, your sin, your idols, yourself, whatever that thing is. And you're going to write it down. And then you're going to do something crazy. I'm going to ask you to get up in front of everyone and come up here and lay it at the cross. As an indication of the exchange. So I'm going to pray and then we'll do this. And then I'll pray afterwards when we're done. Father, I thank you for your love. God, I thank you for the way that your spirit is moving in this place tonight. God, I thank you 
for those who will believe and trust in you as their Lord and Savior for the first time tonight. I thank you for hearts that will be exchanged tonight in exchange for newness of life, God. I thank you for sins that will be laid down at the cross in exchange for your forgiveness. God, I thank you for selves that will be laid at the cross tonight in exchange for all of you. God, you are love. Holy Spirit, move. Have your way in this place tonight. God, wreck us with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So listen, write on the paper when you're ready. Come up to the cross. And listen, when you come up to the cross, this is what I would say. Jesus, you know me. You know my story. Here's my thing. Give me what you got. I'm making the exchange. And then you hold out your hands like this at the cross. And then you go sit down and pray. We're just going to do this for a few minutes. This is your opportunity. Your life doesn't have to stay the same. You don't have to remain unsatisfied, unfulfilled. You don't have to keep being thirsty. You don't have to keep trying to be good enough. Because he sees you as you are and he says, I love you and I forgive you. You don't have to keep believing the lies. Just gonna wait a minute longer and then we'll be done. This is as beautiful as it gets, guys, I promise. This is as pure as it gets. This is the real deal. This is what you've been searching for your whole life. You just haven't known it. This is what millions of people in the world are searching for, they just don't know it. Last opportunity. Anyone else? Okay, here's what we're going to do before I pray. If you are asking Jesus to live in your heart for the first time tonight, to forgive you, to be the Lord and Savior of your life. Just stand up right where you are. Don't be ashamed. Listen, be proud. This is a gift, man. This is the first day of the rest of your life. Adults in the room, stand up so you can see it. Those of you standing up, look at me. The old has gone, the new has come. You are a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. It is no longer you who lives but Jesus Christ in you. Welcome to the first day of the rest of your life. You know what the scripture says? 
It says this, that when one person repents, that there's a party in heaven. Man, they're having a party right now in heaven. I don't know if they're eating cupcakes or what they're doing. They're probably golden cupcakes with golden sprinkles. I don't know. But it's incredible. And I want to be the first to say, welcome to the family of God. You've not become my brothers and sisters. Look in my eyes while I tell you this. We're in this together. We are in this together. Every single one of you. We are in this together. Those of you in the room who exchanged something at the cross, whether it's a sin or an idol, actually, let me do this. I'm going to pray for these students and then can I send them in the back with adults? I don't know if you want to get names or instructions. Anyone out there? Okay. God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the repentance. Father, thank you for the salvation in this place. Thank you that these students have chosen to receive your gift of goodness and grace. God, thank you that right now there's a party in heaven because that is how much you love these students. You see past their sin and their failure. God, raise them up in courage and strength in Jesus' name. Amen. All of you standing, go right to the back room, follow Brandon, go to Michelle. They'll give you guys further instructions. The rest of you, I'm going to pray for you and then we're going to be done. Okay, everyone else listen. If you exchanged a sin or an idol or something of that nature at the cross, stand up. If you exchanged anything at the cross tonight, stand up. I look into my eyes while I tell you this. It matters. You know why I had you leave it at the cross? Because it stays at the, the cross. That's how the exchange takes place. You know why I've gone 47 days without sugar? I'm being real honest here. This is uncomfortable. Because I have a problem with sugar. I like sugar a little too much. And it's an addiction for me. So at the start of the year, I said, God, I'm going to get sugar. It's hard. I'm sitting here a box of chocolates, man. I had to give it to Miss Shelley so she would hide it for me. Don't try to go find my chocolates and steal them. I'm watching. It's an exchange. You leave it at the cross and it stays at the cross and then you hold your hands open like this because in exchange for whatever you've laid down, God is going to give you a gift. He's going to give you something new. So all of you put your hands out like this like you're about to get a gift. Then I'm going to pray. Father, thank you for the exchange that's been made tonight. God, for all those papers that represent things that are personal, really personal, things that are deep, Father, I thank you for what you're doing in these students' lives, and I thank you for the good things that you're going to give them, the gifts that you're going to give them, because they've offered it to you and said, I'm done with this thing. God, would you bless them with courage when they try to pick it up again? Would you remind them about this night? Would you remind them about that cross and those eyes of love that always satisfy? Thank you for what you've done in our midst. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen.